This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. minute past seven and I'm Stone Ryan sitting here with the amazing Noni Hazelhurst. Good evening, my love. Good evening, my love. How are you? <laughs> We've just been in the car together, so that seemed awfully contrived. There's a lot of love in the room tonight. There is a lot of love in the room tonight. We have a, a guest in the studio tonight called Brent, who's um, watching the magic of the, the, the button pushing that is Matt Knock, our technical producer. Without so, whom we would be up Poo Creek without a pedal. Oh my God. And then some, and mm. then some. How's your week been? Um, well, it's only Tuesday. Give True. Me a break. But, you know, <laughs> since I saw you two weeks ago. Yes, it's been pretty good. I had to get up very early this morning to go and do a photo shoot, which is always like having teeth pulled. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who likes having still photographs taken, and I'm certainly I know, no I exception. <laughs> I have an absolute ban on all photography of a mug. Yes, I think it started when I was about 20-something and I was in a show called The Box, mm-hmm. where I had to play a young blonde, funnily enough. And um, it was a bit of a stretch. And I had to have a photo taken for Channel 10, who were doing it at that point. And the photographer said, no, I want your biggest come on look. You know, give me the big... Come hither. Yeah, give bit me the sexy. big... sexy. Big, be sexy. And I sort of did what I thought was a bit of a come on look. And he went, mm, I'm just going to go and get a potted palm. So... <laughs> So he put the potted palm in front of me and I had to gaze through its fronds. So from that point on, I've never been entirely confident in the photo department. Oh, gosh. Mm. That's, that's, that's one for the ages, known. That's, yeah. that's right up there. That's one for right the memoirs. I remember having some headshots done a couple of years ago and I, was, I had the flu when they were being done. Nice. And the guy raced me through and raced me out. And we got the prints back and my agent turned around and said, mm, no. no. <laughs> we need to nice. reshoot. And I'm like, oh, my God, kill me. Yes. Well, I've also been looking at lots of stills of Elizabeth Bly, the character I play in Australia's top rating drama, A Place to Call Home, Channel 7, Sunday night at 8.45. And, um, <laughs> shameless plug, love shameless it. Shameless plug. And... Um, they're even more hideous than my own shots, of course, because Elizabeth's no oil painting, as my mother used to say. <laughs> and it's me. It's very upsetting. So. <laughs> radio's know, good. Radio's radio. great. We've mm. you know, got, a, got a face for radio, which is fantastic. Indeed. We're coming up to five minutes past seven. We have a great show tonight. We're chatting to um, a young lad called Tyson Young, who's a glambassador for the Young Queer Leaders Summit that's coming up in July. Isn't that a wonderful title, glambassador? Glam I mean, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, look, uh, we're going to chat to Tyson about this one wonderful summit that's coming up in July up in Sydney and uh, we're going to play some audio which is a shout out from the very lovely Honourable Michael Kirby. We're also talking to uh, a man called Duncan Hart who is from the uh, Shop Distributors and Allied Employees Marriage Equality Group uh, around the sacking of, of a member who was who was uh, going into election for the secretarial position? He's going to give us the backstory on that, and who was questioning the union's official position on no marriage equality. Indeed, and we're, hmm. we're going to play a little bit of audio from Joe De Bruin, who um, has some fairly fixed views on homosexuality not connecting to the Marriage Act in any way, shape, or form. Then we're going to talk to uh, Lindsay Carliff, who is. A, one of the creators of Pride TV, which is launching next month here in Melbourne, but it's nationally, it's, it's actually, it's world 
world launching. It's a new online TV space that has a gay and lesbian focus. So look, it's a jam-packed show. It is a jam-packed show, full of news. Indeed. And great music. Indeed. We would like to get messages from you if you'd like to send Noni a bit of love. That's 0427JOY949. You can speak to the lovely Gordon on the front desk, 1300JOY949. Or you can send us an email on air at joy.org.au. We would love to hear from you. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Hello, this is Neil Mitchell. Yes, that Neil Mitchell from 3AW. And you're listening to Joy 94.9, which is a good idea. I do too, sometimes. Oh, well, that's very nice to hear, Neil. There's all sorts of people popping up on this station. I know, I'm a bit confused. It's 11 minutes past seven. Noni, we've had a lovely little bit of fan mail for you on the SMSs. Little being the operative word. Indeed. It says, hi, girls. This is from Craig, the funeral director. Oh. Um, That's how he signed it off. Have seen Noni in her new show, What a Bitch Her Character Is. I love her. Oh, isn't that lovely? It's kind of special. It says more about Craig than it does about me, really. I think it might. I think it might. She has reason to be a bitch. Stay tuned. Oh, stay tuned. Yes. It's, It's a fabulous reveal indeed. Look, I want to talk to you about this new summit that's coming up in July called the Young Queer Leaders Summit. And it's, it's run by Young Queer Leaders, which is a non-profit organisation aimed at helping the next generation of queer people become corporate and community leaders. I thought this might appeal to you because you do take on a really strong mentoring role with young actors in you know the work that you do, mm. which a lot of people might not know about, but I know that's a passion for you. Yeah, and they're covering the arts in this uh, summit too, they which are is ca- covering great the interest. Arts. So the, the conference is on July the 27th. It's free. The focus is on students and grads to help them enter their careers, and they Um, This organisation partners with the Pinnacle Foundation, Pride and Diversity and SGLBA and uh, there's a number of plenary speakers. On the line we have right now is one of their ambassadors, uh, a delightful young man called Tyson. Good evening. Hello. How are you? Uh, Very well, thank you. How are you? We're very well. I believe you're a little bit nervous about being on air tonight. Yeah, just a little bit. Tyson, tell me how you scored the role of a ambassador. Um, well, I'm on the board of the SGLBA, uh-huh. um, and I do all the media for them, and the organiser of the event saw me post in all our Facebook pages, so he approached me externally and asked me to jump on board and help out with it and to speak at the event and try and tell people how I got into my career and what to do and what not to do. So you're sort of mentoring as well? Yeah, yeah. So I'll have a team of about five, I think, students, and then I'll be making sure that they're at the event and uh, making sure they listen to me speak. <laughs> yes, um, yep, eyes on the road, Rhonda. Um, Tyson, tell us about the summit and what what it is that your organisation is hoping to achieve. Um, well, what we're trying to do is just help young queer people try not to be afraid of the corporate world because it can be quite intimidating with all the big organisations, and being gay can be quite scary going into a big job. So a lot of people would hide it and it would like not make it an issue for them, which also can affect their self-esteem a lot. Indeed. And, and there's, you know, there is a history of bullying in organisations, and I've certainly experienced that myself, where I've been asked to not talk about my lifestyle or yeah. not talk about, you know, relationships that I'm in or anything that might have a, a vaguely homosexual flavour. Is, is, is that some of the skill building that you hope to do with these young delegates in how to manage that? Yeah, well, that's, that is one of the aims that I'm doing. So I do work, work in corporates, and it is quite... Sometimes it is hard to 
engage with people that don't agree with your lifestyle. Mm. And especially when you're trying to do business with them, it's a lot harder as well for them to take you seriously. And I think the problem there, Tyson, is is you know people's perception, a limited view that that it's a lifestyle and it's in fact what we know is you know it's something to be born with. Uh, yeah. So it's about it's about coaching young people. You know, let me see if I'm getting this right. It's about coaching young people to respond more appropriately in services or, or be able to position themselves in such a way that with confidence, with confidence, and with. And I guess with a bit of pride, to to really be able to move forward in their careers and not be hamstrung by judgment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that is definitely one of our main aims. Tyson, you talk, you say in your um, little press release we've got here that political activism is not the focus of the event. That you are trying to focus on working within current systems, although you do encourage participants to contribute to activist causes that they believe in. Is that have you made that statement because people might be turned off by the fact that they they perceive that it could be a a sort of politically motivated thing that you're doing? Yeah, a little bit, because we don't want to be going around and saying, oh, I'm here and I'm gay, if you don't accept it, mm. go away, kind yeah. of. Yeah. So this is just kind of just like some baby steps for uni people to just understand, at least have a good understanding of to position themselves to enter the workforce sure. in okay. a healthy way. Okay, so it, it sounds psychologically, it sounds like a really safe process. And you've got some wonderful speakers that are coming on board, one of which is the Honourable Michael Kirby and Dr. Karen Phelps, Professor Karen Phelps, who's a friend of this show. We might just play a little bit of the audio that Michael has sent out as a, as a shout-out for delegates signing on to the process. We'll come back to you in just a moment. Yes, yeah, sure. I congratulate the representatives, the GLBT communities, uh, in the universities uh, of Australia, in the educational institutions. There's no way that I would have been at such a meeting in my time, because back in those dark uh, and cobwebbed uh, days, uh, being GLBTIQ was a terrible, shameful, shocking thing. And you had to be very, very quiet about it. You had to keep it all to yourself, all buttoned up. Well, that's over. And now GLBTIQ people are everywhere. I mean, they were always everywhere, but now they're out and about and they are visible. And I congratulate those who've thrown off the shackles. Sometimes we've got to admit self-imposed shackles, thrown off the shackles <coughs> so that they are visible, uh, they are conscious, of their role as citizens, as human beings in our Australian community and in the world. There's no doubt that this is liberating for the spirit of the individuals involved, but it's also liberating for the community, the country uh, and the world. And the boundaries have been spreading. There are no limits to the things that GLBTIQ people can do in our world. That's a really inspiring message from the Honourable Michael Kirby to the delegates of the Young Queer Leaders Summit. Being hosted on July 27th up in Sydney with Macquarie Uni, we're on the phone with Tyson Young, who is a Glambassador for this wonderful day. Um, what- Tyson, I want to know what the whole day is going to be like. What can the, the attendees expect as the day unfolds? Because there's three areas that you're covering, aren't there? Yeah. So the main things that I'll be across is a Glambassador, which I'll be making sure 
a small team that I am given are there and attend the events they need to and try and help them through the day. Yeah. And I'll be also speaking on a panel of young queer leaders and the students will be there asking us questions about our career and how we got into it and if they've got any concerns or worries or anything like that, we'll just be there on a panel to answer them for them. So Tyson, at the end of the day, you will have come up with a, a really strong amount of feedback, I would imagine, and I, I, my sense is that these summits usually produce a set of recommendations. Is that your intention, to, to produce a set of, of objectives moving forward that need to be achieved? And, and if so, where do those objectives go? Um. Yeah, kind of. The the objectives that we're just hoping to achieve with the, the students is just to make sure not to be scared of the corporate world. Mm-hmm. And I think even if the um, young queer leaders do have the, like their website and the organiser is always there, so students can always refer back to it as well. Um, now, the event is going to be in New South Wales. Are you going to be filming it so that uh, people in other states can possibly have access to the information? Um, I'm not too sure on that one, but that is an extremely good idea. No worries, <laughs> any time. Just... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no worries, just a phone call away, Tyson. Where can people find out more information and register to attend this really important event? Uh, if they go to yql.org.au, there's all the information on the website and you can get tickets and everything on there. Uh, and it's free, is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's free, yeah. And do you have a Twitter or a Facebook profile that we can help promote for you? Uh, yeah, I think it's the... Uh, young Queer Leaders, the Twitter. Okay. And we don't have a Facebook page just yet, but that should be up and running by Thursday. Fantastic. Tyson Young, thank you so much for sharing this information about this wonderful summit coming up on July 27th for the Young Queer Leaders of the Future. We wish you the very best of luck and we'll come back to you in July and you can tell us how it went. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tyson. Take it easy, mate. Bye. Isn't that just a, a fantastic initiative? It's a fantastic initiative indeed, and just hearing Kirby speak, you know, he's just so good at... Oh, when you think what he's been through, what he's lived through, you know, and as he as he said, the dark and cobwebbed world that he when he was a young man, and and the, the marvelous changes that are happening now that this is available to people is just brilliant. I love that the that the language has changed to the point where we're having these conversations, we're holding these summits. There was a youth summit only two weeks ago in Melbourne, which was all around gay, and lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and intersex mm. young people coming together as a global think tank, or at least a national think. think tank to produce a set of recommendations that were presented for consideration at a national level yeah to the um to the un yeah i mean it's look in in some instances it's baby steps and and every step counts baby or not so i I wish them all the best with that and i hope he does take up the suggestion that they they film it because it's something that you could use in schools it's something that you could use in all kinds of forests and i just feel that these sorts of initiatives are a little bit stronger in their messaging and their impact than the it gets better videos i understand that there's a place for those in in you know popular culture but this is concrete this This is is concrete this is tangible this is actually stuff that you can employ yeah it's not rainbows and it's it's not all fluffy ducks and pussy cats that's Mm. right thank you for listening to a joycast from joy 94.9 homosexual marriage will lose seats for labor particularly in queensland where it needs to pick up seats Uh, And so I think that the wiser heads will prevail in December at the conference. This potentially would affect 10 or 15 seats around the nation uh, that Labor would lose. 
and so it uh, would mean that it has no chance whatsoever of winning the next election. Clearly there are some people who think this is not significant, but there are many people out there who do believe uh, it's a big issue. Australia went to the last election uh, with an undertaking uh, that uh, she would not change the law on marriage and therefore she has made an electoral commitment to the people of Australia and I believe that she will stick with that right through. Uh, that's the voice of Joe De Bruin, who's the National Secretary of the Shop Distributive and Allied Employees Association, which is the biggest union in Australia in terms of membership and consequently the most influential within the Labor Party. And yet its leadership appears to be unrepresentative of the opinions of its members. There's been uh, some rather unpleasant activity going on in this area and one of the shop stewards in that union and a convener of SDA Members for Marriage Equality joins us to talk about it, Duncan Hart. Hello, Duncan. Thanks for being with us tonight. Um, no problem. Good to be here. Cool. Now, this uh, has have you formed this SDA Members for Marriage Equality as a direct result of recent treatment of Alan Sweatman? And perhaps you can fill us in on what happened to Alan for people who don't know. Uh, well, basically, Alan Sweatman was an organiser in the SDA up here in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. And he was actually... It appears, well, we know he was terminated uh, a day before the end of nominations for the uh, secretary position, which is the highest position within the Queensland branch of the SDA. Yep. And it appears he was terminated in a very cynical way um, just to prevent him from actually being able to run against the, um, the incumbents. But the SDA Members to Marriage Equality was, in fact, actually founded uh, in late 2010 as a response to um, the first very public comments that Joe Bruin, the National Secretary, uh, made around these around these questions. Which is the audio that we just played from their 7.30 report from ABC in June 2011. It, it mm. would appear that he, on some level he had to eat his words. Look, walk us through the what you're quoted as saying... Um, the conservative and frankly white right-wing oppositions to issues mm. to such as marriage equality or abortion rights that the shoppies embodies, and and from what I gather, uh, really wants its its fellow employees and members to to reflect. Uh, well, basically, the SDA has a has a long history of this um, this quite conservative uh, social position uh, dating back since basically the nineteen fifties at least. And it's, it seems from the, the recent scandal with, um, erupted in Queensland with, with this person being fired, but also um, basically coming out with a whole bunch of um, uh, information that links the SDA in Queensland and, and also nationally to um, you know, religious organisations and so on, it seems as though they are quite... They're the SDA leadership of, I guess, a very strong... And you know, you just heard that clip from Jonah Bruin. They're very strong on a certain, very and very right wing, um, you know, social position, which um, yeah tries to push against things like marriage equality, like abortion rights, but also things like stem cell research, um, you know, in vitro fertilization for gay and lesbian, uh, lesbian people, and gay couples, and so on. So it's pretty appalling, I think, from a you know looking for looking at it from a. I think the perspective of the, um, you know, what I think is the, the viewpoint of the majority of the members, um, but also just from a union perspective, I think actually that a union should be against those issues, I think goes against the very basis on which unions should be, 
which is against discrimination. And, and the promotion of democracy. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Well, the fact that they have, you know, been able to just, um, you know, expel this person who is against um, the, seems to be against the main, the leadership's position, but also that they've, you know, consistently um, disregarded the views of the members on these issues, um, which, you know, opinion polls show, like, that the vast majority of, um, you know, young uh, white-collar workers uh, support marriage equality and, and certainly support abortion rights. Um, the fact that the leadership has, um, you know, never actually consulted these members on these issues is absolutely disgraceful. Do they ever and, consult and the latest thing? Do they ever Sorry. consult the membership on on any issues of this nature? Is that absolutely is, not? Is that a normal absolutely thing not. within a union? I don't know. Uh, well, yes, I think actually in many cases it's actually the members who bring up these issues. For instance, I know the round issue of marriage equality in other in other unions. It's not like the uh, the leadership have been resistant. But it's been, you know, rank and file members who raise things like, oh, well, we should support this because it's actually an issue of um, civil rights. And that's what you know, Alan Sweatman did. Um, that is what he tried to do, yes. He tried to do it by, by raising it as an issue of, yeah, the leadership, as an issue of, you know, what are these links are to this conservative Christian group. And as a result, he was expelled. So it sounds like it's a bit of a fascist regime because what you described to me earlier on the phone today is that he wasn't just terminated, this man, Alan Sweatman, mm. that, that delegates or union members, rank and file, rocked up to his house, sacked him, took his car, took his phone. So, I mean, he was, he was left with, with no role once he opened that front door. Uh, well, yes, but it wasn't rank and file members. It was... Um, it was paid officials, as far as I'm, as far as I've been informed. Um, but basically, yeah, it was other, it was other paid officials of the union who arrived at his house and, and yes, confiscated his uh, the STA property, which was his phone, which had, as you might imagine, almost all of his contact details with his members that he's supposed to be representing, and his car. Yeah. I'm interested to know, Duncan, what was the threat that his going up for election presented? Um. Well, I think it's that thing about the actual the, mem- the views of the membership actually being reflected. So I he was a real the, threat. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that, and which is, I think, you know, I think it's totally foolish that, they, that these, the leadership think that they can stifle it in such a manner. And I think that this is actually this um, whole debacle has illustrated that actually their attempt to suppress um, this democratic process is actually going to hopefully blow up in their faces. But that's what I think it was about. Basically, they were terrified someone who actually represents the views of the members on these important social questions um, would stand against the incumbents, who, by the way, has never actually been challenged. There has never been a contested election for the position of the secretary of the Queensland SBA in all the uh, 17 or so odd years that he's been in that position. And the, well, the reason for that, by the way, is because they don't advertise that these elections take place. And uh-huh. so it makes it very hard. So how do to, people vote? <laughs> well, they don't. There's no voting. It's, an uncon- it's every four years it's when there's supposed to be an election, there's no, um, there's no contestation, and so there's no vote. So, Duncan, what redress do you have? What, what redress does uh, Alan Sweatman have here? Who can you go to? Uh, well, um, Apart from um, going public? Not be, yeah, not be, yeah, not be able. Well, that's right. Well, I think that is the main thing. Um, in my opinion, that it is always going to rest on the members to mobilise to try and affect some change, and that's what we've been trying to do. We're actually calling a protest on uh, this Thursday morning outside the SDA offices in Brisbane. Mm. But um, as far as I understand it, Alan is intending to, you know, investigate his options, uh, what sort of things he might, what sort of appeals he, could, he might be able to make 
But um, but the key thing I think is informing the members. Mm. I think that actually the SDA leadership really rests on the fact that they have never publicly informed the membership. Oh, like they they make these news statements, as you heard the one that ABC interviewed from Joe Bruin, but they do not inform the members through publications in the meetings anything like that about the stance that the leadership is actually taking that they're lobbying within the Labor Party and so on. And of course, um, Mr. So, Mr. De Bruyne yeah. himself has um, political ambitions. Aspirations? Well, I, I can't be sure, but he, I know that he, he's, been, he's been in this position since, I think, uh, the early 80s. And I know that with that, that position, he's already been able to have um, extensive influence. Like uh, Chris Ketter, this person who is the incumbent secretary in Queensland, is actually uh, the number one... Uh, Senate candidate for Labor in the upcoming federal election. And as far as I've been able to work out, there's actually 46 parliamentarians of state and federal level who actually are previously affiliated with the SDA. I think that gives you a general idea of the sort of influence that someone like Joda Bruin actually exercises within the Labor Party and consequently within the national political sphere um, because they are able to basically, yeah, uh, appoint parliamentarians and and therefore, you know, push for their views well, to have um, strength in the Labor Party. It's a very conquer and divide type of leadership style that Joe is embracing. Um, mm. I mean, what what's the future of this issue with the shoppies, do you think? The well, marriage equality issue. I mean, is it is it dead in the water until there's a change of leadership at the top? Because, I mean, eventually he has to move on. <laughs> In an ideal yeah, world. But I feel like the concern with that is that um, Joda Bruin, while he's certainly been around for a long time, uh, he is reflective of a, of a tradition, of a political tradition, um, that the SDA had come from um, uh, basically being controlled by uh, the Catholic-affiliated Democratic Labor Party, mm. uh, which is what, what I was tracing it back to the 50s. And, yeah, yeah Joda Bruin... You know, while he was born in 1940, he wasn't in control of the SDA at that stage. And so I think the fear is that even if Joe Bruin uh, eventually, uh, you know, dies of old age, uh, there will still be someone to take his place. And I think that there's definitely that potential there. And, and the fact that they are so happy to hold this ironclad, um, you know, hold over the union, mm. they're going to try and maintain that socially conservative leadership. And that's what we've seen with the dismissal of Alan Fletman. So... My opinion is that the future of the, of the issue depends on the members being able to organise to actually push for this to change and actually to really have a democratic union which listens to our opinions. What can we do to help, Duncan? Is there somewhere that people can go to to express support? Absolutely. Um, well, there is, like, you know, of course, the main thing will be uh, actual SDA members getting involved, but anyone is welcome to show their support. Sure. It's actually a the main thing that we the main way we are able to organise is um, through our Facebook group, which is SDA members for same sex marriage on Facebook. And of course, uh, people are always welcome to get in touch with me as the national convener of that uh, that group, which is um, the email address of which is on that Facebook page. So, SDA members for same sex marriage, get in touch with us through there. But the other thing is also this rally that's happening on Thursday which hopefully will be a bit of a mobilisation against what's happened in Queensland, which has been so appalling, um, which is on Thursday at 8 o'clock outside the SDA offices 
um, which are on St Paul's Terrace in the Fortitude Valley of Brisbane. 8am? 8am. 8am. Wow, that's an early start. We've been chatting to shop steward and convener of the SDA members for Marriage Equality Group, Duncan Hart. Duncan, thank you for sharing your views with us tonight. We'd like to stay in touch with you because this is such an important issue that you've drawn our attention to. We wish you the very best of luck for your protest no and, and future developments. Well, thank you very much for contacting me and having me on the show tonight. No, it's a pleasure. We wish you all the best. Thanks, Duncan. Bye. Big issue, Nones. It's something's rotten in the state of Denmark, isn't it? That all sounds well, very smelly and unpleasant. At the very least in, in How can you How Brisbane. can you have an election for a union leadership without letting the members know? Uh, it's a total fit up. I mean, someone can tell me. I, I kind of think of union and I think democracy and I think freedom, but this is just a fascist regime. It's very ugly. It is. It's, it's uh, 19 minutes to 8. We've had a couple of lovely SMSs from Dolly. Um, Hello, who, Dolly. Oh, Sorry, we love Dolly. Resist. Dolly. Dolly. Dolly is fabulous. Hello, Dolly. Um, loving the music, loving noning, loving our guts. Um, so we might just need to take a quick breath. To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Ethel Chop here. You're listening to Joy 94.9. Idiot. Thanks, Ethel. It's 12 minutes to 8. We'd love to hear from you on 0427 Joy 949. Give the lovely Gordon a call, 1300 Joy 949. Flick us a little message as Dolly has been and Craig, the funeral director, on air at joy.org.au. Noni, you just said that if we got bored, we could do bird calls. What's your fave? My own personal fave. Indeed. I might get back from the microphone a little bit for this. This is the seagull. Um, the Victorian seagull. In D minor. In, no, no, no. <laughs> seagull, seagull goes up and down the scale. Here we go. <laughs> See, this is why they pay me the big bucks. I'm versatile. And I also do a very good chicken. Well, come on, give it to us, lady. Give it. <laughs> I think Ethel and I might have a bit in common. I think you might be She right. talks a bit like that too, doesn't she? She does indeed. I know, it's fabulous. I suspect Ethel drinks a great deal. Um, <laughs> so does my chicken. <laughs> and the seagull. And the Look, seagull. I want to talk to you about this new uh, website that's launching. It's a news, lifestyle and current affairs program-based website aptly named Pride TV. This is exciting. It's very exciting. It's aimed at 16 to 45-year-olds, so I'm almost out. And, and what? Well, that's it. I have nothing else to add because I know that you're going to punch me. Um, and it's 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 focused at the gay and lesbian community. And it, the website is it's it's the first to have sponsored video content that is commissioned by advertisers. It's wonderful. wonderful. It's really great. On the line is one of the managing partners, uh, Lindsay Kuralev, and uh, she's going to walk us through the A to Z of Prime TV. Lindsay, good evening. Hello there. How are you? I must say, I have just about been peeing myself over those um, amazing <laughs> bird interpretations. Yes, it's a bit like interpretive dance, but with a bird flavour. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yes, I have been. Very, very funny. Um, thanks for, for calling it. Pride TV, I did hear you guys um, sort of chat about the demographic that, we, that we're looking at. And, um, and unfortunately, um, as anybody out there would know, when you are looking for sponsorship, you need to give people a demographic. Um, so the 16 to 45-year-old, it's very, very loose. Um, and I'm, I don't even fit into that demographic myself, so there's no worry there, girls. <laughs> okay, you've redeemed yourself. We Thank will you. continue uh, with the next... 
part of the interview. But apart from the fact that apart from the fact that people over forty five have the biggest disposable incomes, why would an advertiser be interested in that demographic? But don't start me. She's being yeah, facetious, ab- Lynn. Yeah, absolutely, Noni. And I, look, I totally agree. You know, the baby boomers with the cash, and it's actually the baby boomers that have embraced the internet more than any other demographic. But it's still when you're doing a presentation to a potential advertiser or sponsor, you need to have that. And don't ask me why. Because they're usually about twelve. Exactly. Look, young is sexy, you know, according to the advertisers. According to the young. According to the young. (laughs) Young. I'm quite clear that it's not. Okay, look, uh, you and I have had had a few chats around this particular initiative and we're going to share some content, which is the Weekly G show that I made a couple of years ago. And, And we're really excited that audiences are going to be able to see not just that content, but a whole range of other things. Noni, you're in one of the episodes, by the way. I am. You are indeed. I'm everywhere. So, look, you know... I noticed that it's it's focused at gay and lesbians. Are you are you doing the rest of the alphabet as well? Um, we are, but that that is our primary focus. Um, and you know, I know we're going to cop flack for this, but at this point in time, we're looking at, at the gay and lesbian market. Anybody out there who is transgender or um, any any other part of the alphabet, of course, is more than welcome to submit content. Okay, and where can people find this fabulous place to to you know chuck their content to? Okay, what we're doing, we're launching in June, as you can imagine, we are just flat chat at the moment. That's two, three um, days creating, away. <laughs> yeah, um, creating um, content, both national, international and also local. Um, so we're soft launching in June, which means we're launching online in um, mid-June. And then after that, of course, around late July, we'll be having the usual party and, and doing the schmooze to advertisers and, and people in the community to encourage them to give us their content to put online for them. So the soft launch, does that that involve a lot of um, whispering and cuddling? Oh, it does, it does. But we just have to find the people to do that with on the night. Oh, so the love. soft launch is actually when we go online. So, mm-hmm. so that's happening around um, the mid, mid-June period. And what are you launching with? What are we launching with? Mm, what can people expect when they log on to this spectacular of the rainbow type? A rainbow type. Okay, what we're, what we're doing, because it's... Um, it's um, I suppose you'd say um, lifestyle, news and cultural cultural side, um, where we are looking at, um, there's, a, I'm just going through my list, trying to pick out the, the most interesting parts, uh, a cookery show, we have somebody that is um, on board that's going to do exercises. Um, over the next week or so, um, with regards our citizen journalism. We're going to be putting a call out for people who have attended any of the marriage equality rallies to submit their um, their content, anything they're filled on their iPhone or smartphone, so that, you know, we've got that, that sort of start. We've actually got an equality link on the site as well. Um, our international content, we're looking very um, heavily at the moment for a weather girl. So I, I think... Noni, I'm available. You're available, Noni. You are in, girlfriend. Especially if you wear one of those funky costumes from your latest show. Oh, no. Elizabeth was, Bly does cranky weather. I was thinking more a brown suit like the ABC where the people... Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> a poo oh, suit. Yeah, yeah, either way, either way. Even a nun's outfit, you'll, you'll make a hey. lot of women out there very happy. We're a different so, frock every night. <laughs> so, as you can see, what we're doing is it is, it is, it is cultural, um, it's informative, we're looking for comedians out there, um, we're actually looking at our first competition being something like, you know, my, my gay life and my dyke life, uh, people submitting, you know, short films so that 
you know, we, we have a panel of judges. That's our first competition. And, you know, there'll be prizes, etc. Um, you can log on to see what's happening, you know, New York TV, um, international TV. So Fantastic. we're basically providing content that would not be easily accessible, um, you know, by sort of, you know, trawling through the internet looking for your points of interest. So We've you... tried to cover every every lifestyle point that we possibly can. So when you log on, if you want to look at, you know, what can I cook my partner tonight for dinner, go on to our little cookery section and there'll be something there for you. Who's doing your cookery section? You got someone oh, great? Not, yes, it is actually. It is actually, and we're not we're not giving any of this stuff away, Serena, because it's just like we're really excited about. It. You know, sometimes you can put a moz on yourself if you put it out there too much. Yep. Mm-hmm. and we want it. Yeah, and we want it to be a surprise. And you also want know, you also want to promote uh, community activities and things like that, so people can send you information about events they've got coming up and so on. Absolutely not. Like one of the um, um, emails that will be going around in the, uh, over the next week, getting ready for our launch, is to community groups. Um, one of the things about the internet, as we know, it's an incredible resource and a very quick resource. And unfortunately, we lost the organisation um, very recently that used to be that resource for the people that um, needed to link in with other people in the community. Mm. So. In our community section, um, what we're encouraging the community groups to do is to put together anywhere between a 10 and 30 second promotional video um, with all the information. We're offering top and tail billboards as well with that information so that, you know, when people log on, especially kids, um, there's a face behind the community group and it, you know, will make them feel a little bit more comfortable. But our primary focus is, as you can imagine, getting the community groups on board um, so that we do become the resource that we're aiming to become. Well, we do wish you the very best of luck, my love. That's pridetv.com.au. It's launching softly, softly in a couple of weeks in June and then very loudly in July. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us. All the best. Can I give you um, our email address in case anybody can wants to send us anything sure. more information? Yep, it's pridetvoz um, at gmail.com. Is that A-U-S or O-Z? OZ. 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 Yeah, and, and I'll give out a, a contact number as well, contact phone number. It's 0402-904-345. So any community groups out there that have anything that's ready to go, please send it to us or give us a call and we can steer you through the process. Good Fantastic. on you, Fantastic. Thanks very much, love. Come back and talk to us again. Thank you very much for your time. Cheers. Let's go to some messages, Nones. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Noni? What? Are you a good bird? I'm a top bird, mate. You're a top bird. Can you give us another one before we sign? Oh, and you heard it here first. Noni Hazelhurst, top bird and a kookaburra. (laughs) Look, we are creeping up to 8 o'clock. We've got to make way for the Lefty Pinkos. Thank you to the fantastic Matt for pushing all of our buttons. Noni Hazelhurst, thank you for stepping in once again. We will do it a few more times at least. And Brent for choosing that mystery tune at the end, which was a complete surprise to me. And very appropriate. And everybody, have a great week. Catch you next week. See you later. Good night. Enjoy time.
podcast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.